Welcome to the Holistic Work Podcast. I'm Flip Brown, your host and founder of Business Culture Consultants. The mission of this podcast is to bring together individuals who want work to work well, who strive for a balanced and resilient lifestyle, and who have a commitment to social, economic, climate, and racial justice. Feel free to check out the whole series, along with other resources, at businesscultureconsultants.com. Thanks for finding your way here. In this episode, what is transformation and how does it work? Well, this is a fascinating topic because many people promise transformation. Most of us have experienced transformation. And it's a word with a lot of depth and potential meaning. The dictionary says to change in character or condition. Hmm. Yes, I think I know what that means on a personal level and on a business level. But how do we experience, how do we set up, how do we plan, move through, implement, and integrate transformation? When I think of transformation, I think of it occurring in several contexts. Of course, we'd all like to have that golden, shining light moment of complete shift of awareness, and from that deep and profound insight, we are transformed. In literature, mythology, spiritual traditions, there is that concept that in one moment, we are instantly, irrevocably changed. Nice if you can get it, but you can't just wish it and you can't wake up in the morning and say, today, I'm going to have that major transformation. All I got to do is sit here and wait for it. <laughs> Another experience that I've had in terms of transformation is that that comes from a sudden shock. And in my experience, I've had, well, I'd have to stop and count, but at least five people close to me who have died. A couple of them, I had a chance to say goodbye, my father, my mother-in-law. But in terms of others, that phone call, that notification that someone is gone, and the finality of that has often created a significant transformation. In fact, there's data that indicates that a certain percentage of people institute a significant life change in the year following the death of someone close to them. Now, in my case, when my next-door neighbor, who was 14 years older, who I looked up to as a mentor, we lived in a town of 13 people. We were doing the hippie homestead thing, and he died in an unfortunate bicycle accident. And I was 25 at the time. I had never experienced that kind of loss. And within a year, I had ended a dysfunctional marriage that I was certainly uh, at least 50 or more percent responsible for that dysfunction and I changed careers. Ten years later, when my brother-in-law married to my sister, who's 16 months younger, and he and I had recorded music together and skied together, 
He had the tragic misfortune of getting on the Pan Am Lockerbie flight, and when he was killed, it just knocked me out of orbit. I just had to, I had to look at the meaning of my work, the depth of my relationships, my direction in life, and within a year, I had stopped what I called my world-class substance abuse patterns, walked away from my well-paying job that allowed me to work nationally and internationally, went into therapy, and went back to school. And then when my wonderful mother-in-law passed away, within a year, I started Business Culture Consultants. So these catalysts for transformation occur, and the question is, do we make good use of them? But a more familiar type of transformation doesn't occur either through the blinding flash of awareness and, you know, the heavens opening or the sudden shock of losing someone. But the transformation occurs through the iterative process of looking at our patterns of thinking, feeling, behaving, engaging, recognizing that some of those patterns aid our values and goals and dreams and other patterns constrain it. So being able to apply ourselves to bring those patterns into conscious awareness so that we can see them, change them, practice new, more helpful and adaptive responses, and then integrate those, when that process occurs over time, we can truly transform ourselves. I've had a great many mentors, some of whom I got to meet and be in the room with, but one who I didn't, to my regret, he passed away suddenly and too soon, was a man by the name of John Wellwood, W-E-L-W-O-O-D. And he had a great synthesis of psychotherapy. He was a well-regarded therapist, but also a student and practitioner of Buddhism. And the book that really had amazing depth for me and allowed me to integrate some of my thinking and life experience and practices is called Towards a Psychology of Awakening, Buddhism, Psychotherapy, and the Path of Personal and Spiritual Transformation. And a couple concepts that I have gained from John Wellwood's work, one of those is the concept of a reflected identity. And from a psychological standpoint, we come into the world, we're just that little bundle of ectoplasm, you know, we don't really have the consciousness uh, in terms of who we are. We're basically here to nurse and sleep um, and wiggle around and cry out because we don't have a consciousness that allows us to even see ourselves as a separate identity. And then through the normal course of psychological development, if things go well, and sometimes they don't, but we take on aspects of who we are based on how other people see us. And depending on the culture we grow up in, depending on our parents and their thoughts about who we might be, who we should be, the culture and society and the messages we get around gender, 
roles, emotional intelligence, assertiveness, compliance. Many, many factors enter into our building a sense of self. And so we move through the world. We move through the turbulent waves of puberty. We enter adulthood, and there we are. However, most of us, if we're fortunate, at some point begin to realize that some of the ways in which we know ourselves don't feel necessarily authentic or integrated or whole. And so we begin this journey to understand, well, who are we? And what elements of our personality are sort of fixed and inherited or um, or patterns that we want to keep and, and reinforce? And often things like having empathy and compassion or being interested in lifelong learning, how to communicate both in terms of listening and speaking. And then there are also those patterns like conflict avoidance, uh, aggression, biases, judgments, negative energy that don't serve us well and certainly don't serve our relationships well, but it's, they're kind of in there. And we're not sure how they got there. And we're at some point really committed to the fact that we don't want to keep them. So this process of examination and reconfiguration of who we are can occur as part of a natural process, but also is seemingly heightened somewhere between our mid-30s and mid-50s, at least in this culture. Now, in the psychology of Carl Jung, his name for this was individuation, meaning the strengths and competencies of our character that got us to this point of success in life are now out of balance, and the underdeveloped or inferior aspects begin to ask for attention and to be brought into balance. So that's one way to look at it. Another way to think about this, um, which is the subject of many movies and novels, is the classic midlife crisis, where our success comes with such a price that we have some sort of breakdown leading to a breakthrough. And if done well, then there's minimal damage to ourselves or our relationships. Uh, sometimes it's a health event. Sometimes it's a cherished relationship ending. Sometimes it's an accident. But reality forces us to re-examine ourselves. And in that process, we come face-to-face -face with the need for transformation. Transformation has both a psychological aspect, but as John Wellwood says, it can't just be psychological because that deprives us of a larger vision, a deeper connection with something outside of just our single human selves. And so this is where the element of spirituality, however you define that, creates a balance and creates a practice that reaffirms our basic human goodness. And I love Wellwood's quote, we use psychotherapy to find ourselves. We use meditation 
to let ourselves go. Of course, transformation is a never-ending process because we get to one plateau of growth and integration and we hang out and that's pretty cool. And then we realize, you know what? There's another plateau at the next level. And so it goes. Now, I have come across people and I have some family members who, unfortunately, they resist the call of transformation and they make arrangements in life to just camp out and then live and then build solid structures, if not fortresses, on a certain plateau of awareness and integration. And that is part of the human condition, I think, that some people don't want to go into the unknown of what transformation might look like and have elaborate and deep unconscious defense mechanisms so they don't have to look at that. But that's a whole other story. For me, personal transformation is absolutely necessary for business transformation. As many of you know, I'm part of a community who believes that business should be a force for good in the world. I can't participate or work with businesses as a force for good unless I'm also doing my work to be a force for good. The world's challenges seem to be increasing exponentially. I don't have to give you the list. And it's an open question for me in what remains of my lifetime whether or not on an individual and societal and global level whether we will be able to achieve all the different areas and levels of transformation that will create a more healthy and prosperous experience for all. Right now, it feels like this process of transformation is occurring under some thick, dark clouds, but the sun is still there. I hope you are on your own path of transformation, however that unfolds, so that you can be the best that you can be. This concludes another episode of the Holistic Work podcast series. If you're interested in this and other archived podcasts, they are available wherever you get your podcasts or at businesscultureconsultants.com. You're also welcome to email me at flip.brown at icloud.com. This has been a production of Business Culture Consultants at Star Farm Studios in Burlington, Vermont. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Flip Brown, and may your awesome potential continue to unfold at work, in your life, and through your positive contributions to the world. Until the next time we cast another pod, be safe and strong.